the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, good afternoon, everyone. It's Sean DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, dePietro.com. My goodness, what a beautiful Wednesday it is. The great weather this week continues. Folks, this portion of the program is brought by Rhode Island's number one garden center, it's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Stop in and see them, especially now. Fall is in the air. Boy, last night, beautiful night last night. Uh, those of you that saw the Facebook Live, I was out at the uh, stabbing. But just uh, a beautiful weather, nice and comfortable. Fall is in the air. Homegrown fall mums. That's right. Homegrown fall mums. Plus, in uh, kale, 4 to 12-inch pots. And it's at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, where they also have 10 to 12-inch hanging mums, ornamental peppers, and straw. And and on top of that, they also have delicious, fresh produce and just the best corn that is uh, available. Pop it and see them. They also have delicious zucchini, yellow squash, green peppers, cucumbers. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Family-run business. You know, as I tell so many people and then I hear from so many different people that uh, once they visit there, they realize that the service is is just fantastic. You know, it's. I, I hope that uh, a lot of the businesses and stores, I hope that a lot of the people that, you know, were unemployed, are starting to go back to work because it's been very difficult for businesses. And w- without question, an area that that has suffered has been service, um, meaning that you go in and a lot of times uh, people are waiting and waiting and then no one comes along. And that's very, very frustrating. If you're like me and you do like good service, uh, that's why. You're going to love PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown, right off of Route 4. And they are very good about their Facebook page. And what do I mean by that is some people updated, some people do not, but they do. And uh, so you can see all the latest, but stop it and see them. They have had a tremendous season. I'm not surprised. I'm actually very happy to see it. It's Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron. Folks, it's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Worth the ride wherever you are. And I get such nice email. I received an email from Steve and Susan who said, Juan, you know, it's it, it was a 20-minute ride for us, which for some people that's a long time. But they said it was worth it. And that's the only place we go anymore because of the service, because of the quality of what you're getting. Folks, again, uh, fall is a great time to really improve your property. PR, Landscape Materials, and Garden Center. Well, uh, good afternoon, one and all, and good afternoon, everybody tuning in on Facebook Live. Lauren Wilson, Mike Cunningham. Don't you all on me? That's exactly right. Excuse me, folks. Um, and then, again, visit the website, Petro.com. You can see last night I was out at, um, there was a stabbing in Providence last night. Some people... Do different things. Read uh, some light reading or a light book. Juan heads out to a stabbing in the Renaissance City. And Providence police were all over it. It's, it's pretty good, though, um, as far as some of the video is good. If you like, folks, you know, people talk to me everywhere I go. People ask about the live feed, the live stream, Juan After Dark. See it right on the website, video, stabbing in Providence. And it is interesting for a lot of people to watch as the Providence police break down all the information. And then you see the various uh, police and other individuals on the scene uh, greeting Juan warmly, as a matter of fact, as he uh, makes his way around. So you can check it out on the website, dipetro.com. Now, we have a number of other stories as well. Bay Commission is demanding vaccine mandate. As far as the Bay Commission, then you have all the protests from the weekend with the frontline workers and Governor McKee. And then also the latest now on Mayor Alorza putting his friend, as you heard us discussing last hour, on the Providence. um, Excuse me, folks, police force, Michael Stevens. And remember, DePetro.com. DePetro.com, which is brought to you by the end zone. Hey, listen. 
football weather and season is here, stop it and see them at the end zone. Local, clean, family-friendly, family-owned karaoke Friday and Saturday nights, NFL ticket on Sundays, pop into the end zone. Hey, forget about it. You don't have to deal with the, the crime of Providence. 960 Menden Road in Cumberland, end zone sports pub. I will be there watching a football game. I'm just trying to figure out which one. But Dana and his crew have put together a great job. If you, you want a link, there's a link right at the website, dipedro.com. Well, folks, again, good afternoon. Um, I do want to touch on the situation in Providence. And you you heard me talking about it last hour with Dan McGowan of the the Boston Globe. But what is is so, um, you know, the media, Dan McGowan's right. Like, I, I want to be very clear. I almost feel and felt a little odd even discussing part of this because you know everything is supposed to be judging people on who they are at least that's where we were we seem to be going in a different direction right now and i i know that this has to do with mayor lorzer in providence but the story lorzer defends his decision to make the providence recreation director a police major the part about this story that cannot be ignored, and I, I admit, I think the media is a little tentative on this. This, to me, in some ways is, is going, I don't know if it's going backwards. I mean, in some ways, you, you hear about people of diversity, and no one wants to come out and say exactly what that means. But what, what it actually means is really, but but what what Mayor Lorza is doing, and this folks also falls in under the category of critical race theory in the schools. Critical race theory being taught, and what Mayor Lorza is basically saying and has done in this situation, and again, if you're unfamiliar with the story, you can check it out on the website. DePetro.com, and people love the pictures we have on DePetro.com that uh, feature, this is someone, he's a basketball referee, and Mayor Lorza has decided to make him a major within the Providence Police Department, which is, and I don't expect everyone to know the different levels and ranks, but there's, there's five majors within the Providence Police Department, and like I said, everyone maybe knows the police chief, and then you hear, you know, sergeant, but that's, you know, your patrol person, sergeant. Then you have a loot. They take the test to be a sergeant. They t- not everyone, but you can't take the test to be a lieutenant. Uh, some people stay just as a patrol person, which is fine. And then the highest level that you can take the test to pass the test is captain. And then after that, the majors, there's no test for major. You have to be appointed into that position. So I, I'm not positive. I'd have to go back through some of my files. But I'm almost, I'm pretty sure that, for instance, like Barney Prignano, and I'm not trying to speak ill of the dead. And I know he has family members. I think his daughter's a member of the Providence Police Department. I mean nothing against the family. But I think that was an example of someone who I, I believe he was not passing the captain's test. So Cianci, he may have been lieutenant, but Mayor Cianci basically took Barney Prignano and bumped him up from lieutenant over captain, because he couldn't pass the test, that's what I was told, and to become a major. And then he was the chief. But I'll have to go back and check my notes, because I know that he, he had taken a test for something and did not pass. It took the test again and did not pass. And um, and then suddenly they, you know, they they the the, the mayor mayor Cianci at the time just promoted him. But I want to go right inside the uh, Boston Globe story, and and this is important. Um, this is definitely important because it's he's the one that's he is Mayor Lorza is the one that is carving this out. So. And I want to get the exact line 
um, where he, Mayor Alorza, talks about that he feels of the officers of color, black officers that went for the job, that he was the best one. So, now folks, you, you can't get any more specific than that. What is, is laid out in the story is basically that it's Mayor Lorza saying of the, of the uh, officers of color who are uh, the, the black officers that were going for major, that there, there were a couple of others. But in the interview, Alorza said Stevens stood out to him from the other three finalists, all of whom were police officers of color. Well, here's the point I want to make, folks. And again, good afternoon at 1216. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. But just think about that line just for a moment. And this is so far away. I apologize. So far away. For Martin Luther King, of all people are created equal, Alorza, who, make no mistake about it, has been an atrocious mayor. But it's his words. Now, I haven't heard that he demanded the Globe do retraction. I haven't heard him say, that is not what I said. Right there in black and white in the Boston Globe section covering Rhode Island, Michael Stevens, the, the ref who runs the mayor's golf tournament and the recreational basketball leagues in Providence, who is black, graduated from Central, friend of Alorza, stood out to him from the other three finalists, all of whom were police officers of color. Folks, this is so beyond best person for the job. And I also want to be very clear that the media, and I understand why, because even I, you know, Dan McGowan, I was so glad he was honest about it. Because I felt a little tentative talking about it. <clears throat> this this goes beyond. This goes beyond someone saying, you know, for instance, Biden said, "My VP is going to be a woman," right? So he he basically eliminated fifty percent of the field, and actually even smaller, because there were more men than running than women. <clears throat> My next. The VP will be a woman, said candidate Biden. And then, you know, that suddenly, all right, well, there you go. And then who did he interview? Gina Raimondo? I mean, it it certainly narrows the field, right? Elizabeth Warren, Senator Warren, Senator Amy Klobuchar. He chose Senator Kamala Harris, which by all accounts was a disastrous pick. He started off by saying, my selection will be a woman. He then, because of the events of last summer, with George Floyd and all the protest, it morphed into a woman of color. But at the time, <clears throat> hear me out. It was just he was going to select a woman. Folks, what, what Mayor Alorza is saying is there's a position of major. And there were there were actually two positions. I thought there were two positions. So he chose... One officer who's Caucasian. He chose another officer who is Latino. <clears throat> and then he's saying, this is Mayor Lozano, for the third position, I want a black major. Notice, he's beyond the gender. He's gone beyond the level of Biden saying, <clears throat> I want a female, which was the push for many years. They're going beyond that. You know, Governor Amundo with all the girl power and you know some of the female reporters that it's a sea of men and how refreshing there were female reporters cheering on governor Ramundo. look how great this is you know governor Ramundo's on stage she's a woman dr nicole alexander scott is a woman and in the beginning of the covid briefings then there's margie o'brien another woman's up there and then it was great. Janet Coyt of DEM was up there. She's a woman. And then the education commissioner, Angelica Infante Green, is a woman. There's no men up there. I mean, it's like the opposite. If you remember the old Three Stooges skit of like man haters <coughs> or women haters, excuse me, women haters. But this is going to another level, right? That, that's like, I think that could be gone. 
look at what is happening here, and no one will call them out on this. Now, I'm going to ask the question, and I don't mean it, but how is this not like a form of racism? I thought we were working towards best possible person. Folks, the, this is why I will tell you why people love sports. This is why people love sports. Because I think you definitely, I believe, could make the argument that in sports, a good coach, I'm not saying every coach, but a real solid coach, folks, they become colorblind. It is best possible person for the position, period. I don't think race came into play with Cam Newton and Mac Jones. I don't think it did. I don't know. If, I can't, the fact that Cam Newton wouldn't get vaccinated and Belichick was like, no, 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 I'm not going through the whole nonsense with this guy. He can barely, you know, he couldn't even complete like a 10-yard pass at the end of the season. I don't think it was it. I think it's best person that gives us a chance to win. Hey, Tim Tebow was cut by the Jaguars. They didn't give him a chance, but just wasn't cutting it. Big white guy, very religious. Do you know in the short amount of time that Tebow was trying out with the Jacksonville Jaguars, he had the number one selling jersey of all NFL jerseys. That's what kind of fans he has. Likeable guy, hard worker, had had played under Urban Meyer in Florida when they were on that you know team with Aaron Hernandez. <clears throat> but my point is, notice the difference. Best possible person. And hear me out, because no one else, folks, good afternoon at 1222, no one else in the local media will tell you the following. Look at how broken that is. Is Mayor Alorza looking for the best possible person? No. What did he say? I think Michael Stevens stood out from the other, here's the line, stood out to him from the other three black finalists. So he's having their own separate category, right? Their own category. It's not let's get the best possible people. He's carving up categories. We're going to promote a white person. So all the white people, you people are competing. We're going to hire a Latino person. So all you Latino people, you're all competing over here. And then we're going to hire a black person. So there's like that. Now, here's the thing. What if? The three best candidates happen to be Latino. No, 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 no. You got to have a black, and they, so they now they do it under diversity. Do you think Bill Belichick, when he's trying to decide who's going to be his kicker, says, "You know, let, let me. Where's your family from? I want to see exactly what your ethnic makeup." <clears throat> I watched. That was a great college football game Sunday night. Notre Dame, Florida State. Um, the Florida State kicker missed a field goal. He hit it, and then they challenged the call whether or not it was an exception. They actually moved him up, and he missed it. At that moment, does it matter the color of the kicker? The answer is no. You're having a tryout. This guy seems to hit it farther, more accurate than the other kickers, Period. You know, one of the best things about literary work is someone hands you a book and says, you you have to read this book or this story or whatever it may be. And folks, as you're reading it, normally, you have no idea who the author is. Are they black? Are they white? Are they Asian? Male, female, gay, straight, trans, whatever. The body of work written Decides, you know, you're interested in it. You sit down to watch a film. You don't know if the director, unless you really are into film, are male, female, black, white, Asian, Pakistani. All you know is whether or not the film is capturing your attention. Music can be like that. Music, hey, I like that song. Who is that? Who wrote that? It's an unknown. You're judging it on the talents. Alorza, there's three, I want to hire a black major. 
And there's three black finalists for this category. So I'm going to pick, <clears throat> I mean, and, and but I, I will give him this. The media is hesitant to call him out on that. But I'm just trying to, how is that not racism? How is that not racism, folks? All right, I will talk about this latest Matisse scandal again. <clears throat> and this situation with Mayor Lorsa, who's taking a civilian and putting him in charge of the police department. And there is a rep <clears throat> who I know, and I don't know what happened, but he's fallen off. They had 33 reps. They're trying to get to 43 reps. And all of a sudden, Ray Hull is like, oh, you know what, on second thought, he's on some statehouse COVID task force. I guess it doesn't look good if I'm on the COVID task force and I'm saying that people shouldn't be fired for not being vaccinated. But we'll get to that. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Jamie's Power Wash. It's Jay Freitas Construction. Listen, with all this rain and humidity that we've had and the heat outside, there's still a lot of the green stuff. Jamie's Power Wash. Call them 401-837-4545. 401-837-4545. And online, jamiespowerwash.com. You can find them on Facebook. Jamie's Power Wash, Handyman Services, 401-837-4545. And again, look for him on Facebook. And then the website is jamiespowerwash.com. The before and after pictures are really amazing. Folks, this portion of the program, again, visit the website. It's brought to you by Centerdale Revival this weekend. How about that? Centerdale section of North Providence, which is right at the base of Smith Street. Uh, Shane and company, they're holding a Centerdale. It's, it's kind of like an autumn Fall September weekend fest is going to be music and uh, bands and everybody is outside. And right at the heart of that is the Centerdale Revival, winner of several Rhode Island Monthly Awards. There's a direct link at the website, petro.com 2025 Smith Street, North Providence. Look for them on Facebook. Then the website is the Centerdale.com. Now, again, though, folks, I, I did want to make mention that last night. You know, Mayor Lorza is always giving these speeches about we got to get the guns off the street. The problem of the guns on the street. We have to do something about all the guns on the street. Well, if you see the the video on DePetro.com, I mean, talk about blood. Holy cow. And and they don't call 911. They they drove the person to the hospital right on the 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 uh, the video. On the website, petro.com you can see the amount of blood, huge patches of it on the street. It's terrible. But my, the, the police folks, I mean, so this whole argument of remove guns from the street. We got to get the guns off the street, says Mayor Alorza. Um, you, you need more policing. And then you, you can't have this situation where he continues to demonize the police. You know, last night, I don't know if anyone said, oh, my God, he got stabbed. Quick, somebody call a ref. I, I don't think anyone yelled that. You contact the police. But in this situation, these individuals, for whatever reason, they don't call 911. <laughs> I don't, that's, that's new to me, by the way. Where I really saw that is even with the shootings. Think the amount of time that you need. Like, a lot of times someone's in the ambulance. <clears throat> and in the ambulance, they're already treating the person. They, they drive them right to the hospital. They immediately go right to the hospital. So now also, folks, um, Kelly Bates was let go from NBC 10. We are going to have the story on that coming up. If you haven't seen the video, she was uh, very, very emotional about it. We were talking about it last night. I played some of her sound. She did a video on uh, TikTok. And a lot of times, for instance, as I mentioned, the television stations won't do it because they don't talk about like Channel 12 won't report that Kelly Bates left Channel 10 and Channel 6 won't. And then conversely, they all do that. But it's still news. Uh, she's very well liked. I will have a story coming up on it with more details on DePetro.com. And I also reached out to her. But, you know, it's it's tough. And uh, if you saw the video of her, she's um, very emotional. And I've just gotten, so how can Channel 10 do this to a loyal employee? She's wonderful, a job, great personality, dependable. I don't, I don't have the answer for that. I don't. But we'll try to get more details. Hey, folks, I want to welcome a new sponsor to the program. And I am very excited about it. It is the CBD store. 
1845 Post Road in Warwick. You can find them on Facebook, the CBD store Warwick, the CBD store. And one of the reasons I have been hearing such tremendous things about hemp and CBD and family owned, family operated, veteran run. And so many different people have recommended to me, and I'm going to actually try it tonight, folks. I'm talking about the Delta 8 gummies, mixed fruit, holding it up on Facebook Live. I'm going to try one of these tonight. Michael said, maybe go with a half. I don't know. Juan may go with the full. But uh, I want you to pop into the store. You can find them on Facebook. And they're easy to get to. They're in Warwick, right across from Airport Plaza, 1854 Post Road in Warwick, the CBD store. And people are just raving about hemp and CBD. And I really want to appeal to those different people. And Michael is so knowledgeable. And it's beautiful inside. And it's such a warm atmosphere and a nice crowd. The people who are coming in uh, were all well-dressed. Quality, consistency. Michael, his family, his wife, they're so knowledgeable. Hemp and CBD, the CBD store, pop in. And you know what's amazing is so many people now are turning towards far more natural type of products. And it's incredible. Now, what I do want after dark... It's amazing, and many times when, it, like last night, the number of people that are watching because they have trouble going to sleep, or the people that you meet who are experiencing some kind of pain. So I'm going to try first time tonight. This is the Delta Eight gummies. I've heard they're delicious, mixed fruit, and Michael says, "Boom, knocks you out, tremendous refreshed sleep." Folks, stop in this tremendous store. I was there this morning. I didn't want to leave. But no matter what it is, if you have back pain or foot pain or whatever it is, any type of anxiety, and a lot of people have anxiety with what's going on these days. Folks, it's all natural. Stop in and see them. The CBD store, 1845 Post Road, Warwick. There is a Facebook page. I did share it on my Facebook page. But I'll give you a full review of this um, tomorrow morning. But it's, it's, I've heard great, great things about it, and I can't wait. Well, folks, good afternoon. Again, it's uh, John DePietro at 12.33 on this Wednesday. This portion of the program is brought to you by Soul Source Restoration. Now, again, go on the website, dipietro.com. You can see the exclusive video that we have, different content, storm damage, water damage. Mike C.P. and Crow serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Soul source restoration. Now, I want to touch on, and I mentioned some of this last hour, but it's the new scandal from Governor McKee. And yesterday, Tim White of Channel 12 went to the briefing. And this is starting to be that Governor McKee needs to... um, uh, you know, he is starting to suddenly wonder, as soon as Tim White of Channel 12 um, is showing up at a governor's press briefing, the McKee people, it's almost like they know that something is up. And this one is, uh, this is a little bit of a complicated story. There's a lot of money involved. Brand new consulting firm picked up. It got picked for a $5 million, it's actually a $6 million state contract to reopen the Rhode Island schools. I want to play, this is the Channel 12 story on it. We've learned the state awarded a multi-million dollar consulting contract to a brand new company that's supposed I just want to pause it for a moment. As you're listening to the story from Channel 12, I just want to also, you know, Governor McKee, they, they started the company as soon as he became the governor. The head of the company was on his transition team. They, they all seem to be kind of friendly with each other. They did business in Cumberland. Folks, Governor McKee, it's starting to become like you can take the boy out of Cumberland, but you can't take the Cumberland out of the boy. What exactly is going on in Cumberland? And <clears throat> he seems oblivious to the fact of the conflicts of interest that can arise of someone that was on his transition team, starts a brand new company. And five months later lands a $6 million state contract. And when they first bid, their first bid for this was $9 million. 
and then the runner-up bid under $1 million. So the McKee people, they didn't award the contract to the company under $1 million. I said, you know what, let's, let's reshuffle the deck here. Let's do this again. Tell you what, two out of three. They reshuffled the deck. The company came in around $6 million. The other company is like, oh, wait a minute. If we're doing $1 million, they're doing $9 million. Forget it. Then we're going to go higher. They came in at $3 million, and then they awarded them the contract at $6 million. It, again, the, the governor, once again, is trying to insist. I don't understand what the question is. That guy's a friend of mine. Yeah, that's the problem. He's contributed to the campaign. You don't want to have a pay-to-play atmosphere. Let's hear the Tim White story on Channel 12. This will be helping reopen the state's public schools this fall. Target 12 investigator Tim White went to the governor to find out what taxpayers are getting for the money. This new consulting company called ILO Group was incorporated the same week Governor Dan McKee took office back in March. Within a few months, the state was awarding them a lucrative contract. State officials would later admit it was a messy process. In March, Rhode Island asked for proposals from companies to assist in the reopening of schools for the 2021-22 school year. But when the bids were returned, they were out of whack. ILO Group, a brand new firm, said the job would cost nearly $9 million, while West Ed, a company that has done work for the state for two decades, said it would cost less than a million. The government review team looking at the bid said apparently the broad and vague nature of the RFP created a fundamental mental misunderstanding among the vendors. Eventually, ILO Group came down to $6.5 million, West Ed to $3.3 million. In the end, ILO Group landed a $5.2 million consulting contract that could grow to $6 million. Just don't wave a wand and have that happen. Governor Dan McKee says the state needed ILO Group for both short-term and long-term education planning. I wanted to make sure that we reopen schools safely. I think everybody in the state of Rhode Island wants to make sure we're reopening schools safely. Uh, They have the capacity to do that. Target 12 has also learned ILO Group was founded by staffers at Chiefs for Change, an education nonprofit whose CEO has been a longtime supporter of McKee. Did that connection play a role at all in the state support of that bid? We supported people who could get the work done that I just talked about. So it didn't matter who referred or who, who may had a relationship. Both the ILO Group and Chiefs for Change tell Target 12 they are not working together on this state contract and no employees from Chiefs for Change are currently working at the ILO Group. With the Target 12 investigators, Tim White, 12 News. You know, the um, this, this type of uh, George Costanza attitude, you know, the sex with the cleaning woman, why is that, was that wrong? Was I not supposed to do that? What? Is that a problem? Someone who's a major campaign contributor to me? Um, someone who's a major con- con- campaign contributor who's a, a friend of mine who served on my transition? Is that, should I not have made sure they got awarded a $6 million contract with the state even though they just started the company in late March? Oh, was that wrong? I mean, at some point, folks, you're starting to see a pattern here where either Governor McKee is either, you know, it's several things. And I'm, I'm trying to be, but it's either naive or that's just like the way they do business in Cumberland. But this, I, I don't want to say he's tone deaf because I like the fact that he's been upfront with the press. Uh, I, I'm enjoying the rapport that I think I have with the, the McKee administration. I think he's more transparent. Um, than Governor Raimondo. I, there's parts about him that I think have been refreshing from Governor Raimondo, but this type of stuff, they're going to they're gonna drown in this type of stuff. You know, the, when the Tony Silva, his uh, former chief of staff story hit, Governor McKee's first reaction was, "What you know, what's, what's the problem? DEM approved it. Well, DEM approved it after the governor's chief of staff was like strong-arming him. Then they decided to Approve it. Um, I I just, this is, you know, Channel 12, they're not going to go less on this story. They're going to go high on this story. They're going to dig more on this story. And now there's a lot of money at stake. So I I just, um, if you're the, the McKee people, and I know so many of them and their families and so forth listen to the program, you, you just don't want it to turn into, 
you know, what's the scandal today, right? It's like starts to become scandal after scandal. It's very exhausting to the staff. You can tell he gets, the governor gets uh, frustrated because that's not what he wants to focus on. But, um, but this is like another example of it. Now, I also, this allures a situation. I like there's a tweet. Imagine a mayor hiring a recreation director with no law enforcement or criminal justice experience and apparently no college degree as a major to run the police academy, handle promotions, and establish a diversion program. And in 2014, Alorza criticized Yancey for political interference within the Providence Police Department. So th- this is, um, the city changed the job requirements, did away with police experience and education. This, he's making up the rules as he goes along. And this guy wants to be governor, by the way. And it, it can't be ignored that he's running for governor, meaning, up oh, here we go. Uh, Nelly Gobia once again is going now, going after Governor McKee. This time, um, let's see, Nelly Gobia, we're sick of it, the shadiness, lack of transparency. I know a guy, politics. We also had in the first six months, Governor McKee's administration, Chief of Staff had resigned, clouded darkness in their home. It was outrageous, deserve a government they can trust, deserve leaders put. We need a governor to give no quarter to shady backroom deals. So, but, I, you know, this, I am not a Gorbea fan, but I'll tell you, McKee is just, you know, loading up the gun for her on this stuff. I mean, absolutely loading up and giving giving people ammunition to um, go after them, go after his administration. And I don't know how they can say that that's not happening because that seems to be exactly what's happening. Folks, right now at 1243, but this is a Lord's a thing. I'm going to touch on a little more. This portion of the John DePietro show, folks, it's brought to you by R.E. Coogan and Higany. It's Coogie. Now, listen, as we're transitioning from summer into fall, and then it'll be winter, remember R.E. Coogan Heating, 401-732-6562. R.E. Coogan and Heating, as Coogie says, 24-hour emergency service for uh, plumbing, for heating, for cooling, helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating, 401-732-6562. You can also find them on Facebook. And then the website is recooganheating.com. Now, folks, the other story, and I played this last hour. I want to play it again. I'm going to try to get more details. But, boy, Kelly Bates, people are outraged that what I've heard is just her. I've, I've heard, to be fair to Channel 10, I've heard her contract was up. And Channel 10 decided not to renew it. I don't know what was going on with the negotiations. That does happen. That does happen to people. They just decide to part ways. But she seemed to be caught off guard. Maybe for some reason she thought they would offer her something. But instead, she has left Channel 10. Kelly Bates, been there. I believe she posted since 1995. And this is this very emotional video that she posted on TikTok. So today, today was an interesting day. I honestly didn't think this day would go this way, but here I am. I wanted to say thank you. Thank you for trusting me over so long. And thank you for all the nice things you're saying. It does help. I can't wait to see what's coming next, but right now I do need a minute to breathe. <sighs> Sorry, it's just a lot. So, thank you. Really, I can't wait to see where we end up next, right? It's going to be awesome. So, again, folks, at this point, uh, Channel 10, obviously, is not talking about the story. That is uh, Kelly Bates. 
And um, I'm going to be doing a story on it. I was going to do one last night on the website, petro.com, But because of then we went out to the stabbing, uh, we did not get a chance to do one. But we will have one coming. I'm trying to get some more information. But she, um, she I, I'll say this about Kelly Bates. When the people decide, she's very, very popular. She is very, very popular. And she's won the Rhode Island Monthly. Now, again, it would be interesting if they said, let's take a vote, who do you like the best and put up their weather people? Mark Searles has been there a long time, very well respected. Uh, Kelly Bates, uh, R.J. Heim, I think sometimes still does that. There's a younger guy who does it now. I'm not sure exactly who he is. I think there's a young girl in the morning. But um, she was there a long time. And she used to be on with uh, Frank Coletta. I think she replaced Art Lake or somewhere in the mix with that. But Kelly Bates has left Channel 10. We will have a story coming up on it on the website, DePetro.com. And remember, DePetro.com, folks, brought to you by the Coesed Inn, Rhode Island tradition since 1977. There's a direct link right there. You're looking for a great meal. Hey, the Coesed Inn's calling your name, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. You know what story I just want to go through, folks? You know, the Kennedy family needs to get their act together. What do I mean by this? You know, these headlines, RFK wife Ethel Kennedy says assassin shouldn't be released. The wife of the late Bobby Kennedy says assassin Sirhan Sirhan should not be released from prison. Because the man convicted killing her husband, 1968, California, whether or not he's going to be released on parole. In a brief statement released on Twitter by her daughter. Lawyer and activist Kerry Kennedy, Ethel Kennedy, said he should not be paroled. Bobby believed we should work to, quote, tame the savages of men and make gentle the life of the world. She's 93 years old. Her statement came after a week of former U.S. Rep Joe Kennedy, Bobby Kennedy's oldest son, also denounced the possible parole of Sirhan Sirhan, who's 77. Now, to other RFK Bobby Kennedy offspring. Bobby Kennedy Jr. and Douglas Kennedy, they support the release. This is my point. The Kennedy family, you need to have a meeting and then decide where the family comes down. Why is this news that the family member, you're the ones arguing. You're the ones arguing amongst yourselves, by the way. Ethel Kennedy says Sasson shouldn't be released, which begs the question, well, who's saying that he should be paroled? Well, Bobby Kennedy Jr. and Douglas Kennedy say he should be released. And the media should point that out more. The reason there's a controversy is because you don't have the Kennedy family says don't parole him. What chance does this guy, Sirhan Sirhan, not this guy, but Sirhan Sirhan really have of being paroled? Is the fact that Kennedy family members saying... We think he should be paroled. California Parole Board found last month he no longer poses a threat to society. He's enrolled in more than 20 programs, anger management, Tai Chi, AA. He has served 53 years of a life sentence. The ruling's going to be reviewed over the next four months by the board staff. Then it is sent to Governor Gavin Newsom who will have 30 days whether to grant it, reverse it, or modify it. Bobby Kennedy, U.S. Senator from New York, brother of JFK, assassinated. He was seeking the Democrat nomination. He was gunned down the Ambassador Hotel in Los Angeles. Moments after delivering a victory speech, five others were wounded. But my point is, you know, this whole debate, this is the Kennedy family. What does Patrick Kennedy think? Listen, the Kennedys need to get together and decide as a family. Well, Ethel Kennedy says he shouldn't be released. The whole reason this is a story is because Bobby Kennedy Jr. and Douglas Kennedy saying release Sirhan Sirhan. Now, Kerry Kennedy, Ethel Kennedy, listen, just everybody get together. Joe Kennedy said he shouldn't be paroled. Well, then talk to your family. Why is this playing out in public like this? God, folks, they just need to take a break. No wonder the nephew lost. Where was he running? Fall River? <clears throat> was that Joe Jr.? Who uh, 
you know, delivered the Democrat response standing in front of a wrecked car. Oh, had something on his lip. The guy was just a mess. Listen, you people get together and let us know what you think should happen. So, but talk about, you know, think of how at one time they, they, they're like the royals. They're like a mess like the royals. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show on this Wednesday. Now, right now, it's 1251. And maybe you haven't had lunch yet. Here's my suggestion. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. You say, Juan, I want a little bit more than having cupcakes for lunch. Well, that's why you want to go to Ron's Pastry Gourmet. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Look for them on Facebook. Sausage and pepper, eggplant, meatball calzones, buffalo chicken calzones, Philly cheesesteak calzones, pepperoni cheese calzones, pizza strips, plain and deluxe spinach pies. Everything's fresh. They're open Tuesday through Friday from 7 to Tuesday through Friday, 7 to 2. Are they open on Saturday? No. Are they open on Sunday? No. Are they open on Monday? No. Then when are they open? Tuesday through Friday, 7 to 2. Can I go in at 4 o'clock? No. Can I go in at 5 o'clock? No. 7 to 2, Tuesday through Friday, Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Stop in and see them. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Look for them on Facebook. Just put that in G- GPS. And it, but listen, it's safe. Plenty of free, safe parking. They're off the beaten track a little bit right near AAA in Providence. It's Ron's Pastry Gourmet. So, folks, good afternoon at 1252. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Again, we go until uh, 2 o'clock. So the situation with Governor McKee, this situation with the health care workers, um, they are not going away. The health care workers that are refusing to be vaccinated, they're not going away. And Governor McKee, right now, lawmakers are trying to ease that October 1st vaccination edict. Pushback is building. They're not going away. What I have also said, folks, is I don't have an answer why Governor McKee and the Department of Health won't sit with these people and answer a lot of questions. I've covered them. You can see the video up on the website, petro.com. I covered two of their protests on Saturday. The media won't acknowledge that Governor McKee did not want to get into a back and forth with them. And they won't, the media won't acknowledge the fact. That's why then he didn't carry the torch to light the torch for water fire. Uh, that's a bias that the media is kind of covering for the governor. But, but they need to, Dr. Scott, Dr. McDonald... Uh, maybe Dr. Ja, you have Dr. Megan Rainey of Brown University who's on CNN a lot. I think I believe that they should hold like a town hall meeting. You don't even have to let the media in. Town hall meeting with all the workers that are hesitant to get vaccinated and um, you know, meet with them and go through and say, let's hear it. What are your problems? What are you afraid of? Why don't you want to get vaccinated and, or, and handle it and handle it in that manner? Because if you take the time, they have uh, real objections. This is not a matter of it's time. This isn't, hey, it's Christmas Eve. The stores closed at six o'clock. You need to do your Christmas shopping. You've been putting it off long enough. It's not like that. Many of some of the healthcare workers that I was interacting with on Saturday and Saturday night, They were telling me stories of one of the nurses at the hospital. Um, I I don't know how far along, but pregnant, got the vaccine, and then she had a miscarriage. Now, I don't know if the vaccine is connected to the miscarriage. But what I do know is the nurses, that nurse apparently and several other nurses, they think that her getting the vaccine is connected to the miscarriage. So that is not a matter of the governor or Dr. Scott just saying, hey, listen, it's time. You have to get the vaccine because I said so. They're not going to get the vaccine. You know, if that is not true, if that's not what caused it, 
if Dr. Scott or Dr. McDonald or Dr. Ja or Megan Rainey or whoever, if they want to say there's no way that that's connected, then they need to have that conversation. Because I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the people that I spoke with that were at that, you know, protest on Saturday and then Saturday night, they think it is. They think it's connected. A lot of them think it's connected. Um, they believe it's a direct correlation to what happened. They think that the woman was going along and having a normal pregnancy, and then suddenly she got the vaccine, and then it caused her to miscarry, have a miscarriage. Now, I don't know if that's what happened, because like many of you, I've heard Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci, the CDC, has said it is perfectly safe for pregnant women to get the vaccine. But there's a problem if, if these individuals that are protesting, who are refusing to get it, if they don't believe it, if they say, I don't believe that, I know someone who was pregnant, was set to have a healthy child, and then got the vaccine, and as a result of that, she had a miscarriage. So as much as, you know, Governor McKee and Dr. Scott, I don't know what they would say to that. But I will tell you right now. At 1257 on this Wednesday, I am very surprised. And I thought Dan McGowan, folks, last hour, and if you missed it, we have all of the shows in library fashion posted every hour. So transparent on the website, petro.com. Dan McGowan said what was a game changer for Governor McKee was suddenly when the firefighters said, well, we, we have some members that don't want to be vaccinated. Well, that got his attention. That got his attention in a big way. Folks, again, visit the website, petro.com. You see where you can be a supporter of the show, of the program. You also have, you know, the radio show, which is every hour we do is right there. You can always go back and listen. We have the shop where you can buy some great merchandise. And if you want to get in touch with me, if you want to contact me or advertise on the show, whatever it may be, people want to get in touch with you with all different reasons. It's right there on the website, tobedro.com. I always just tell people to do it. I think it's very direct and easy. Uh, Sometimes when people are trying to send an email, you know, you make one small error with a misspelling and then it doesn't go through. But if you just go to the website and click on Contact John, it gets there. Now, I want to remind you, we go until 2 o'clock. Next hour is radio only, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, which is tobedro.com. Um, and folks, this uh, very pleasant Wednesday, but this this is a problem for Governor McKee, and where I think we're the governor, where they really underestimate uh, many of the healthcare workers who don't want to get vaccinated. Um, I think it's one of those things. It's I believe that they're just not taking the time to go through. If you have for 300 people, 400 people, and they're refusing to be vaccinated. And I'm not saying everyone will, by the way. But if you had some kind of a town hall meeting and you could convince just 10% of that crowd, right, to to get vaccinated, you know, you're, you're cutting down your number. I don't understand the reluctance to do that. I will ask that. I believe they're having a COVID briefing tomorrow. Uh, but the healthcare workers are standing strong. They're not backing down. And so I believe that the McKee administration, Department of Health, all due respect, I think they should change strategy. They should start to hear some of these people out and address many of the concerns here uh, head on. Folks, here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the one o'clock news. We have another full hour to go. A lot more on Alorza, a lot more on Biden. I want to It's it. all ahead. We're going to break for the one o'clock news. Keep it tuned right here for the John DePietro show.